0: You're listening to Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumare and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: And I'm Mary Jo Tumare.
0: Well, Mary, have you ordered your copy of John Bolton's book yet?
1: (laughs) I wouldn't read that book if someone gave it to me and held a gun to my head.
0: Do you know that it's number one on Amazon's list and it hasn't even been put out yet, published yet? I think it's coming out in the next day.
1: Who's reading that book?
0: I don't know. I wanna know who they who they are. I, You know, I'm saying all this flippantly, but something in my stomach is really bad. What we're reading in the excerpts, uh, I read the article in the New York Times and so forth, is that he's saying, well, there were other impeachable offenses. Forget it, pal. Where were you in January? Is that the real problem? For sure.
1: I mean, he was sitting on what he thought were these big explosive stories about how bad Trump was, is it's not that we didn't know that, but. The Democrats were really hamstrung in trying to put the evidence out there to support an impeachment and then ultimately a conviction. And, you know, maybe if you're going to give Bolton a little bit of credit, it didn't matter what Bolton said. The Republicans still were never going to vote to convict.
0: Yeah, that was really my my question for you. Do you think Bolton would have changed anything?
1: I don't think so, because I think that the Republicans already had were in the bag, so to speak, for Trump. What is, and I read the excerpts as well, because as even though I won't buy the book, I already pay for the Washington Post, and I couldn't yeah. help myself.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, and I understand the moral distinction there. I, yeah. I think you're on ethical good ground. All
1: right, that's nice to hear because I was—I <laughs> just couldn't help myself. I was like, I got to read this. However, it was disturbing, but not surprising. Nothing he said could have surprised anyone, even when he talks about how disgusted Pompeo and uh, John Kelly were with the trump's behavior i mean does that surprise anybody
0: no i guess i'm i'm wondering i know you use the word disturbing i was going to ask you at first is there anything new you learned about donald trump but maybe the better question is is there anything that is even more deeply disturbing than what you knew already not really i don't think so was there anything for you No, no, there wasn't. Uh, You know, the picture that emerged to me, I did read the Post, I read the uh, Times, similar uh, uh, kind of accounts. The picture that emerged to me was of uh, a man who knows very, very little about any of this, anything involved with the presidency. I mean, I love uh, some of the anecdotes that he didn't know England was a nuclear power (laughs) And he, and he thought Finland was part okay. of Russia <laughs> in, in some way. Honestly, Those... if
1: you were writing a screenplay, screenplay and you were making up stuff about a really idiot president, that's the kind of stuff you would put in there.
0: Absolutely. And I, I do have an idea about this. I would like to make uh, a film. If, if there are any producers who are regular listeners of ours, I have some experience in playwriting and I could do this. But I would cast Donald Trump, not according to his looks at all. I wouldn't care about that. I would cast Steve Carell (laughs) as Donald Trump. Now, first, I have to tell you, I think Steve Carell is one of the really, really emerging great actors of our generation. I think his ability to be serious, like in that movie about the wrestling coach, Mm. I forget the name. And his ability to be funny. But I'm picturing Steve Carell getting that super earnest, serious face on and saying, Finland's not part of Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you picture him?
1: I can. That would really (laughs) be awesome.
0: (laughs) So I guess that's the first thing uh, that I knew, but got deepened a little bit, how little he knew. I was struck by the comment that in the security briefings, uh, the guys doing the briefings, the security officers, could barely talk because Trump wouldn't shut up. And he talks all all through this. Now, this is some kind of level of, uh, of misfeasance that's really bad. And I was struck only because it's so uh, totally believable by the small anecdote that he made a really crude remark about Nikki Haley, if I understood it right that you know in any other setting would rise to sexual harassment it was not made to her it was you know with a couple of the boys around as we learned in the access hollywood tape just doing locker room talk mm-hmm. and we excused that
1: right i mean i that was that in the post excerpt i didn't see that maybe that was, oh, in, that the was in the
0: times i think yeah
1: so uh, and and just the other thing that i thought was interesting and maybe was a little bit of news to me is what a poor decision maker he is because you know when um, Bolton recounts what to do about Venezuela and he had made the decision um, to support Maduro and then he kept kind of going back and forth on it and that may must have been disturbing to these you know high level people as well kelly bolton um that he doesn't know anything number 1 and then when it's up to him to make a decision he doesn't have confidence in the decision he makes no so i mean i guess when you read it that my takeaway was it is not surprising that we are in the shit show that we're in because he absolutely does not have the capacity to manage at that level that was my takeaway so again that's not a surprise that can't be a surprise to anyone but it is um, yet again disheartening when maybe he could get us through you know the first three years without too many scars but you know, it was clear from that that he was never going to be able to manage the pandemic.
0: No, he's not. And it is frightening to me. The Trump presidency is not over. You know, sometimes we almost get a feeling, well, we're at the end. We're almost at the end. But there's still, what, four months?
1: There's lots of damage to be done. There's
0: lots there. And we still have a pandemic, which appears to be about to spiral out of control again and he's lost interest we still have an economy in its worst shape since uh, the Great Depression and he thinks he can be a cheerleader to bring it bring it back we still have uh, not only people on the street demonstrating but we still have black men being shot I, I mean what what is with these cops? Is anybody getting the memo that this is a really uh, a difficult time? Hold your gun. That's still going on. I'm going to throw one more in there. North Korea blows up the liaison office between it and South South Korea. Things filmed there. So why why do they do this? Is it a little sign that? Uh, We're thinking differently. We're going to be aggressive. We still have, Kim Jong has not become a more stable guy just because we haven't paid a lot of attention to him. We still have a guy who likes to lob a missile occasionally. So a missile shot at Guam, someplace else, begins an international crisis, and we still have Donald Trump.
1: Right, wasn't that, what was it Kelly that said, you know, what if 9-11 happens, a, a 9-11 kind of event, it happens while he's president? Yeah. You know, he would not have been capable, regardless of how you think Bush handled that. I don't remember feeling insecure during that time. I didn't always no. agree with the outcomes, but I thought, well, there are a lot of grownups in D.C. and they will keep us safe. I, I, I don't think anyone would feel that way if we had that kind of event. I mean, I guess the only good thing to be said is that every country is trying to manage this coronavirus thing. So nobody's really in a mood to to go out and take out another country. I did think that <laughs> there was some funny stuff in that um, those excerpts. And one of them was how much he was insisting on Pompeo giving... The signed Rocket Man C D to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Well, did he gain the C D? It's like, what yeah. do you think? Are you that little like <laughs> high school girl that got that for that guy you really like that you have a crush on and you want your girlfriend to deliver it to him? I thought that yeah. was funny. And-, and the other thing was. Jared Kushner showing up all these places. And it's kind of like, what was that Woody Allen movie, Zelig, where he would like show yeah. up? And yeah. I had these images of this like, you know, little cardboard Jared Kushner just like showing up where he doesn't belong.
0: Showing on. up. <laughs> well, and to that end, you know, the reporting now is that the president is turning to Jared to head up his effort to try and bring racial peace no. and end that divide. I mean, that makes total sense. He's already turned to Jared to end the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It goes on and on and on. This is always the guy he wants wants to call in. Oh,
1: my God. Really? Yeah, real? I don't understand that. I mean, not only hasn't he been successful, but it's the, um, civil unrest where there's, you know, we have this huge racial divide. I don't think a New York dilettante would be your first go-to.
0: I would not think so either. And the only thing I would kind of hope is that Jared someday soon would come out and make one of those speeches he makes. He only does it occasionally, but that is some of the funniest crap I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> with, <I> the, <laughs> with his high-pitched voice. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it really is. I'm going to have to think when I do uh I uh, do the film of this, who I'm going to cast as Jared Kushner. I have some actors from way back in, in history, but see, like Woody Allen's too old, and I won't work with him because he's a pedo- pedophile.
1: Yes, he's a bad um, so, guy. But you, yeah. it's true. You need a young, slick, clueless guy, and that's Jared. And Yeah. Um, So that's really interesting. So, you know, the other book that's ready to drop that we're going to have to talk about at some other time, we get some good excerpts from, is Trump's niece's book.
0: Yeah. So
1: Trump Trump is working very hard. He's suing both of these people to have these books not released. It's very hard to imagine that the court would support not releasing these books because that's a prior restraint. And we know from the Pentagon Papers that prior restraints are not is, permitted is under the not British allowed, government.
0: And even if you, I mean, his argument on uh, uh, John Bolton is, and not essentially, this is what he said, every conversation with the president is classified. Well, that ain't gonna ride, you know, that dog don't hunt any place. But even if he could argue that there's classified material in Bolton's book, there's not classified material in his niece's book And there's not classified material in the third part of this, the Melania book, which probably if it's not irritating him, it's irritating Melania. Yeah, so
1: they probably are feeling pretty embattled. And again, I ask, why do they want that job? Oh, I would
0: not. I don't know. Well, I'm hoping that Amazon or somebody will put those three books together in like a gift set, you know, with one of those little cardboard outer covers. That you can put all three of them together, because I don't know. That's still not going to tempt me to buy it. No, but it would be good, good marketing. All right, let's go back and uh, read something that makes some sense. All right. interview John Bolton. All right. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow.